Hi, and welcome to the Swimming with Autism and More podcast. We are a group of three professionals who have over 80 years of collective experience in the field of autism. We are Tammy Anderson, professional swimming instructor, Kathy Ball, autism behavioral expert, and Shirley Fett, parent and mental health professional. We will bring you information, tips, and strategies each episode on how to successfully teach individuals with autism how to swim and more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome again to our podcast, Swimming with Autism and More. Today, it's Shirley Fett, myself, and Tammy Anderson, and we are going to talk a little bit about how to get children and adults started with swimming lessons. Tammy, could you share with us a few ideas and tips on how families and swim teachers can help prepare children for their first swim lesson? Yeah, so... um, The one thing that we always do at the swim school is we like to give families homework. And one of the biggest homework um, things that we give them is for them to practice at home in the bathtub. So basically what we like for the families to do is prior to them even coming to the swim school is get their child comfortable to the water being on their head. So the way to accomplish this is when they're at home, in the bathtub, you want to take that time and you want to start getting them used to the water. Most people don't realize, but when kids are brought home from the hospital as infants and then they take them into the bathtub for the first time and then they're going to wash their hair and then as they pour water down their hair, then their kids kind of move their arms and their legs and they kind of freak out a little bit sometimes or they may cry. And that actually signals to a parent that they are not comfortable with the water being on their face. So going forward, then the parents start protecting their face. And over time, um, the continued protection of the water not running down the child's face actually instills a fear into them. So at the time that they come to for swim lessons, if they're not comfortable with the water being on their face, that is just the biggest hurdle for us to overcome. So if we can get the families to start working at home with the children in the bathtub, it'll just take that one big hurdle away and then it'll be a much easier um, transition into swim lessons. So the way that we do it at the swim school is we have, we always have a cup of water And then what we will say is one, two, three, ready, go. And on go, that would equal water. So you would take the cup of water and then you would pour it on their arms, on their shoulders, the back of their necks. That would be the normal process stepwise that you would go through for all children. Children with autism sometimes don't um, have as good of receptive language. They may not understand what you're saying. And as Tammy knows and as I know, anything that's new or different or that's a change in the routine, even something as simple as your bath routine, can be very uh, anxiety-provoking and can invoke a lot of behaviors, a lot of resistance, and a lot of tantruming. So I'd like you to talk a few minutes about how you might address a child with autism, knowing that anything different or changed is very difficult for them, and how you might use this technique and maybe ways perhaps to modify it or think about using it to get them ready for swimming lessons. Okay, so it's all about baby steps and initially. And what I would like to do with the kids is because what the what the water running down their face and the sensation and what the kids with autism are having sensory issues most of the time, I like to start off with taking that cup of water, putting their hand out in front of them and, and then pouring the water 
saying one, two, three, ready, go, pouring the water, let it run down their palm so they can actually see the water, they can actually feel the water, and then from there progress with going to the shoulders, one, two, three, ready, go, pouring water on the shoulder, then one, two, three, ready, go, pouring water on the back of the neck, one, two, three, ready, go, pouring water on the top of the head, one, two, three, ready, go on the tippy top of the head. And then you'd let a few trickles run down their face. And then after that, then you can start doing a little bit more. But if at the time that water starts to run down their face and they get a little bit anxious, they get upset, you just need to remind them that it's just water and it's not a big deal. If you feed into their anxieties, it's just going to make it worse. If you don't pursue and persevere through this challenging step for them. And then they, if they don't get over this hurdle, it's gonna make the whole swim lesson process much harder for them. So the more that you can actually practice at home, the more that you can practice even at the, at, at the swim lessons and initially, the easier it is for the kids to get over this big major hurdle. And that is to be comfortable with the water on their face. So often children with autism, as you've mentioned, if anything is new or novel or different, that is the resistance factor. It may not even be that they are defensive about having water on their body, but the issue may be, who are you? I've never been to this place before, and what are we doing? So I know at home when my son Derek was first introduced to swimming lessons at Tammy's pool. We brought him to the pool. He wouldn't even go in the building because he'd never been there before. So the first several times we attempted swim lessons for him, he didn't even get in the water. It was about pulling into the parking lot. And then, okay, next time we got him out of the car and we got him inside inside the building and he sat in the uh, pool area and leaned up against the wall. And then the next week, maybe we got him into the locker room and maybe got him changed out into a swimsuit. And then maybe finally we got him into the locker room, into a swimsuit, and then out where he would put his feet into the pool. So my, my point of that story is really to share with you that the progression is as Tammy described, but there's a lot of patience and a lot of persistence as well as consistency I think don't give up don't say okay well we're not going to do this like Tammy said because all you've taught them then is okay if I resist then I don't have to do this ever it's worth it Uh, my son is now loves the water is an avid swimmer and he's 26 years old but it was a slow process and but well worth the effort right and then just think of it too this could be baby steps Um, some other ideas that can help along the way is if you were have a um, connection with the swim school or swim lessons that you're going to be swimming with. If you can have them, if the, if you have the luxury of them knowing who their swim instructor is going to be, maybe they can swim, um, they can send over a picture of the swim instructor for you so that you can put it on their schedule. And Tammy, you don't su- you think most swim schools, if you called up, if I was a parent, called up and said, I have my child with autism, I really would like them to get enrolled with swim lessons with you, but would it be okay if we came over and visited a few times before we actually try the lesson? I, I have to believe, and particularly those of you listening to this podcast, you're interested in the subject matter, that you would be more than willing to allow them whatever they needed to help prepare them for coming into the lessons. So oh, yeah. Hopefully and, you would be willing to do that. These right. are simple steps that can make a really big difference. Right. And and we always offer that to our families, too. Once they sign up for our program, for them to come down, visit the swim school, take a walk around, go to the locker rooms, mm-hmm. get to know the times that 
are really busy in the afternoon. If the sound is going to be a little bit too much for their kids, maybe we could tr try to find a different time. Initially, when they're starting their swim lesson program, um, they can, like I said, they could take a picture of the instructor. They can post it at home. And they, the parents can start talking, oh, on Wednesday, you're going to go swim with Mr. John or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things like that. So that and can even, help ease the transition uh, into a and I lesson. And I would say, even in addition to the staff, take a picture of the pool and have that right. take a picture of the locker room take a picture of the toilet where they're going to go to the bathroom and the I mean, these are the kinds of things that yes. kids with autism worry about because we take it for granted that you know it's fine it'll be okay but for them not knowing what's happening and not knowing what the the space looks like is really scary for them and so as much as we can prepare them in advance with pictures words, Social introductions, stories. that kind of thing yeah. is going to increase the likelihood of success and a better transition to the actual lesson. Right. And with the homework at home, that is going to help with the process as well. So parents that use things like the shampoo visors or they tilt their head, their kids' heads back under the shower so they don't let the water run on their face or they use a washcloth to put over their face or hand their child a washcloth immediately once they have water on their face. All these little acts will change the behavior and it's going to actually make it worse. So parents need to, as soon as they have their children as infants, bring them home, start just putting water over their head, yeah. put them in the shower. They just have to get used to the water. And that is the biggest hurdle initially that we have mm -hmm. with anybody, typical students, children with autism, coming into our swim program is because parents unknowingly have actually instilled a fear in their children that the water is a bad thing because they have avoided it on their face for however long and however old they are. So... Um, an idea for parents that they can use at home to help their child get used to the idea of pouring water or getting water on their head is I used pictures that were a progression of the process. So, for example, I might have taken a photograph and then I would laminate these and put them on Velcro and stick them on the wall of the bathtub. And I'd say, OK, on the left would be the first step. And it might be showing the child in the tub sitting there happy. And then the second picture might be me holding a cup of water or even me filling the cup with water it could be broken down to that My small of a step yes. so filling the cup with water then the next photo could be the parent holding the cup above the child's head or on their holding it over their hand or whatever body part is going to be um, the water is going to be poured upon and then the next step could be showing the actual action of pouring the water and then the, the last picture could be all done happy face whatever and Having that visual prompt, those visual reminders, even for kids that are verbal with autism, that can be very, very helpful to help them overcome some of their anxiety and fears on and, and things like this. And, and remember what Kathy always says is that anything new, novel, or change is hard for kids with autism. If you were to come visit my swim school, if you're participating in swim lessons for the first time and you came prior, every time you came to the swim school, it's going to actually change. It's not going to be new anymore after the, after the first couple of times. Mm -hmm. So if you can go ahead of time to the facility that your child will be swimming at um, and let them just get familiar with mm -hmm. that and just keep coming several times even prior to their first swim lesson, that might be a huge help in coming over that hurdle as well. 
So you now you've got hopefully successfully gotten the child who is in the water and they're tolerating getting their head wet, getting their face in the water. What would be the next thing you would try and work on? Well, the second biggest hurdle for teaching kids to swim is um, their air exchange in the water. So that would be comfortably putting their face in and exhaling completely out in the water. So you would think that swimming that you would hold your breath but that's not true the way that you swim technically is as you're swimming you exhale the air that you have in your lungs out through your nose and then you inhale through your mouth so a lot of times what happens is that kids will hold their breath and then they'll come back up from underneath the water and then they'll try to exhale and inhale at the same time and that's where you will see a lot of time what the poor air exchange that kids will actually kind of suck up a little bit of the water or they may cough yeah they may cough yeah exactly yeah so so the next step that we try to do is once we've got the kids in the building Mm -hmm. Then we've got the kids in the pool, and they're comfortable being in the water, and they're comfortable with the water being on their head. We want to submerge their head uh, under the water and for them to exhale. So the best way to teach a skill of exhaling out through your nose is to actually hum. So we will teach the kids to just hum a song above the water, just hmm, 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 And as you hum, the air is coming out your nose and it's creating bubbles. So we'll have the kids do it above and then just right on the surface of the water. But ultimately, we want the kids to be comfortable to exhale and hum and get all that air out their nose into the water um, as they're submerged. Because then when you turn your head to the side to get a breath, all you're going to do is inhale and then that will... Um, that that will help alleviate those little cough sputtering um, episodes that happen when they're not having a good air exchange. And I would encourage all of you to learn some Disney songs that you can hum <laughs> with your children with autism yes. because that's going to be highly popular and I think probably very useful. So think oh, of a yeah. few Disney films and think of the popular songs from them and you can start humming those with the kids. You will get them engaged, at least looking at you and paying attention to you, even the nonverbal kids. Because right. most of our kids, I can't, of course, say 100%, but most of them have a great love of and have watched many, many Disney movies. So uh, just as a little fun side <laughs> yeah. thing, think of some, get, know, know how to hum some Disney tunes. Um, and I think that will go a long way to help with this as well. Right. So those, those are two of the top things that you could start working right now and try with your students. You can try at home. And, but like I said, you know, that big hurdle, getting the kids comfortable with the water running down their face, the sensation of the water, the way it feels sometimes is a little intimidating to them. Plus, if they have the water been avoided on their face, this, their whole, um, existence it's going to be a tough hurdle mm -hmm. to go over and it's a tough hurdle for typical kids this is not just autism specific it is just one thing that parents don't even realize exactly what they're doing mm -hmm. so but it makes sense when you think about it but it's just kind of hard right, so right. so do that and then start really working on exhaling blowing bubbles out underneath the water but really focusing on trying to hum and exhale all the air out through their nose and into the water and once you've done that then the kids will be so much more comfortable in the water then from there you can teach additional skills so um, as an example my son Derek who is 
26 years old now. He has been at swimming lessons with Tammy for quite a number of years. And one of the things that he would never do spontaneously is submerge his head underwater. He tolerated (laughs) water being poured on his head. But the interesting thing was, is we could never get him to dunk his head underwater. He would dog paddle. He would keep his head above water. We always laughed about the fact that he would jump in the pool in the deep end and had incredible physical skill to keep himself above water so his he would not go under water when in the he ninth jumped foot in, in, the, the, deep in the deep end. Yeah. So, you know, he had a lot of motor skills to do that, a lot of physical strength. And my husband and I would come and watch, and we'd see this going on month after month, year after year, and we finally were almost ready to say to Tammy and the staff, it's okay, he's just never going to do it. We just, he's tried, 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 and whatever for whatever reason, he's able to swim reasonably well. We felt he was pretty water competent at that point. And wouldn't you know, about a week later then, Boom, it happened. And he put his head <laughs> so, underwater. And he so hasn't gone, he the purpose of me sharing this with you is don't give up, persevere. These are important skills for not only children and adults with autism, but all of your kids to learn. And I think you all know that. But it, it may not be a quick or a straight line to get to right. the goal. So I think you have to be creative and and come up with innovative ideas if the usual techniques aren't working. And I and I have one more tip for those bathtub practice sessions that you're going to now start at home and at when you're doing the bathtub, re, remember do not in the first 5 or 10 minutes don't put any kind of soap, shampoo, anything within the water because then there's no excuses for them not to have the water. It's just water. It's just going to be right. water being poured on their sting. face. It's yeah. not going to burn. There's no soap, there's no no bubble bath, mm-hmm. no nothing like right. that. Just Regular water, five to ten minutes, practice that. One, two, three, ready, go, pouring the water on their head till they're comfortable with the water being on their face. And do that and then give them the bath with the soaps and the shampoos and all that stuff. So yeah. use that as a... yeah. And then I think it's really important to reward the kids at the end, even if it's a a baby step, even if for the kid with autism, like my Derek, you put your feet in the pool that day. Mm. Yay, that's great. You know, a reward, French fries at McDonald's, (laughs) whatever is is rewarding. Um, So I think have the expectation that they're going to be successful. I have the expectation that this is going to happen, but also understand this could take a while, but I think it's a a well investment a good investment of your time and efforts and hopefully you find swim teachers that are patient and understand the trajectory for a lot of our kids is not going to be fast but it's it's going to happen and they will make progress if you just persevere right and and just remember the longer you wait to get them comfortable with the water on Mm -hmm. their face the harder the the challenge is going to be able to break the bad habit in other it's words, basically the older, it's the older they are, yeah. the older they are, the harder it is. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, younger's so, better, but it's exactly. ne- but it's never too late either. So and here and then and this just goes back to as we had said in one of our other podcasts about boy, if we could just start getting kids to start swimming when they're infants, mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff will be mitigated. Right. It'll be mitigated that I mean these kids will be able to learn how to swim right um, before they're even diagnosed with autism. Right. And if we can start as infants and getting them used to the water, then we're going to mitigate all those years of crying and screaming and not yeah. wanting to get into the pool exactly, <laughs> or washing their hair. So uh, I think that wraps it up for this podcast. We thank you so much for joining us and for listening in. And we're looking forward to sharing even more information and tips and future pro- podcasts with all of you. So thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.